What's up, y'all? My name is Chameleonaire. Uh, a lot of y'all know me for that song, iconic song, I might add, Riding Dirty. <laughs> but I'm more than just a musician. I'm a CEO. I'm an angel investor and a founder. It's an honor and a privilege to be here in front of all y'all accomplished individuals. And when I say accomplished, I don't mean the amount of money that you have in your accounts. I'm talking about the fact that everyone here has made it to a place in life where you're doing what you love, right? Right? All right. So I think um, in order to let y'all know how I got here, I think it's important that we go back to the beginning and I give you a little history on me and my background. When I started off, I was very young. I was very artistic. I used to draw pictures. Like I could draw a photo of you and make it look just like you. I, at one point, I was second in the nation in scholastic arts. So I'm a visual guy. I'm a guy that walks into a room. I see the crown molding before anybody sees it. I'm a, I tell people I think in color. That might not make sense, but I'm a very visual person. And when I was drawing these things, most people, if you ask them, they'll say they got a lucky number or lucky this. I'm a person that has a lucky letter. Most people don't have a lucky letter, but the C is a very powerful letter. I mean, M is like, uh, that's, that's not really that cool. Z is like, uh, that's not really that cool, but the C is like, that's incredible. That's powerful. <laughs> and let me explain to you why the C is so powerful, because the C itself, it starts at a destination and it curves all the way around and before it makes a complete circle, it stops. And the irony of that is complete and circle both start with C's. So it stops just enough to let you know that there's still a little bit more to go. And that's me. I'm a hard worker and a person that always needs a reminder that there's still a little bit more to go. When I was younger, I was very curious. I would question everything. My mother would say something to me and I would say, I don't know about that. Why do they do it that way? Or why do they do it that way? And I was drawing comic books, which also starts with C. That was my favorite thing. And I drew all these comic book characters, and I noticed something about all these comic book characters. None of them looked like me. Not one of them. And I found that to be problematic. I started drawing images of superheroes that I believed represented me. And one thing I saw about all the superheroes that was amazing is they all had a logo that was iconic. You had Spider-Man had the spider, Superman had the Superman symbol, and Batman had the amazing symbol that you put up in the sky and it would alert everyone that Batman is coming to save the day. So I decided I wanted to make myself a hero. I needed a logo. So the logo became the lizard. This is the logo that I drew when I was younger before I ever became a rapper because I used to think I was going to be a basketball player. I was wrong about that, but you know. <laughs> So I decided that I needed to make a logo and I made this lizard and I started putting out mixtapes and doing freestyles and rapping and I always kept that lizard with me. I decided I wanted everybody to brand this thing into everything they were doing and this was the result. Kids started putting, I mean, lizard on their heads, lizard on their legs. That's an unauthorized jersey. I would have never authorized that color. <laughs> Personally, I just, I don't like the color scheme, but you know, we started making a movement. We started taking this thing everywhere, and a lot of your kids put this lizard in all kind of crazy places, right? And I was just like, you know what? We've got to build an audience. I was, I was focused on trying to build an audience, and a lot of it was through young kids. This is the name of my record company, Camilitary. Y'all get it? Camillionaire? 
Military, right? <laughs> so we created an army, an army of kids out here that were promoting and rallying around this music. And I realized in order to get to re reach the next level, I needed to, I needed to get a manager or somebody to help me. And I was looking for a manager at the time. I didn't know who I would get. And this guy called me up and he said, hey, man, I'm one of the biggest indies. Will you work with me? And I was just like, okay, I'll come meet you. And you know what this guy's name was? Charles. <laughs> Your name is Charles? Lucky letter C. Okay, okay. So I go to his office. I walk in. I sit in there. He's sitting down to tell me what he's about to do. And I said, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. What's your last name? You know what his last name was, right? Chavez. <laughs> Two C's? Interesting. So we talked about what we we're going to do, and we took over. We took over. Can you tell which one of those is Charles? The guy with the big Kool-Aid smile. That's what happens when you sell platinum. That's what happens when your artist sells a bunch of records, right? We took over. We started getting the cover of every magazine. I told him, if you give me a meeting with the owner of the source, this guy, Jay Mills, I promise you I'm going to get the cover. I walk in there. I convince everybody in the source to give me the cover. I went back to Universal Records, and they were upset because they had the cover planned for somebody else that was on Universal Records, and I took it. And you know what? I took everything else, too. BET Awards? Oh, yeah, I want that, too. Give me that. And you know what? I want more awards. Matter of fact, I was sitting at the awards one day, and 50 Cent was sitting in front of me. They said, the nominees are 50 Cent, Chameleonaire, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, 50 Cent turns around and tells me, you're about to win this. And they called me out, and bam, VMA. <laughs> what? Are you serious? But that isn't it. That isn't it. You know what happened after that? The mother of all awards, the biggest, you don't get bigger than this. Oh, the Grammy. When you get a Grammy, your life changes. Trust me on this. Like, you, you go to these events, right? And I put on a suit. I don't really wear suits like that. And I'm looking at, I think, I think they call it a, a gala, a gala, something like that, right? So I'm looking, and I'm at this event. And there's a lady over there looking at me. She's giving me, you know, the eye. And I'm like, is that, is that, is that the lady from Golden Girls? Is that Betty White? And she looks and she says, and I'm looking, you know, my first reaction is, Ooh, me? <laughs> me? And she comes over, she gives me a hug, and says, I love your music. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you go home smelling like an assortment of perfumes and colognes. You know, you got Betty White's perfume right here. You got Oprah's perfume right here. You've got Will Smith's cologne right here, because he got to give you the bro hug, you know what I mean? Like, what's up, bro? And they tell you that you've made it. After that, you've made it. That's what they tell everybody, and this is what happens. A lot of y'all in here are looking at that like it's content. It's not content. It's content. That's what everybody gets, right? That's what everybody gets. But they don't see the reminder. So you know what? I knew there was more to go. And you know what after that? We went out and we started deciding that we were going to get involved with everything tech. I started going to tech conference after tech conference. I started advising for a company that got bought by Google. I went and met a guy named Mark Schuster. Hey, what's up, Mark? The homie. I invested in a company called Maker Studios, which ended up getting bought by Disney. I invested in another company called Cruise, which ended up getting bought by General Motors. And now I ended up getting all these celebrities and influencers and musicians and athletes to all come into this world with me and start investing. And we started creating power. And that leads me to how I feel about social media. Because along the way, there are so many companies, MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, everything, and we've been using all of them. And most people look at celebrities as a tweet. 
but we are the people that are so close to this product, engaging with these products, and I can tell you about my love-hate relationship with social media. There is a lot that I love, a whole lot that I love. I can tell you all kind of things that make me feel good when I wake up in the morning. Creativity, connectivity, community, conversation. Have you all seen some of the creative stuff that happens on the internet? Like really, come on man. <laughs> Who does this stuff, man? Who is at home doing this right here, man? Just off the presidency alone? There is so much stuff that you can pull off of the internet. Wow, I love that. That makes me feel good about social media, right? I mean, there's a connectivity that happens where we're able to connect these mobile devices with people across the world. We're able to rally around communities and people that have like interests and like minds. That is awesome. But that brings me to what I hate. Now, there's a whole lot that I hate about social media. I mean, I could go on forever. Trolling, abuse, cyberbullying, fake likes, fake followers, fake bots. Have y'all seen what's happening with these fake bots? We're talking to people that aren't real, that are making very racial comments on the internet. That's a problem. You see that? That's a tweet that I posted because I was watching a game and I was watching I'm from Houston, Texas, and I love the Houston Rockets. So I'm watching the Houston Rockets play. Damian Lillard throws up this three-pointer, and he hits it and sends my team home. And I go to Twitter because I'm like, I want to have a conversation about this. And I'm like, Damian Lillard just ripped Houston's heart out right in front of our eyes, Mortal Kombat style. And I'm waiting to have this conversation. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see a response. What? <laughs> F you Lakers fan. What do the Lakers have to do with this right here? This is Houston and Portland, man. What are you talking about? Why, in, in real life, nobody's ever come up to me and have a conversation like that, and that kind of bothers me, right? So I click on this guy, I look, he doesn't have a picture. He's got, his name is, what is that, Brew, whatever that is. He's not, like, who are you? Why are you here? And you know what? I do what any celebrity would do. I run over here, and I say, who's I'm gonna ignore you, because you're beneath me. And you know what he does? He gets smart. He gets back up, boom! Retweet, 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 retweet. All his friends, and that's my timeline. That's what I have to wake up to, and we call that communication. I have a problem with that, because what happens is now you have a lot of influencers and celebrities and people that they want to talk to, and we're posting status updates and letting them talk at it because we're not really talking to them. In this world, you should be able to communicate with these people. That's a problem. We use social media to communicate with each other, but there are just too many broken parts of this experience. Shouldn't we be having a conversation here? Shouldn't I be able to say my piece and you listen and then you say your piece? Shouldn't we be able to communicate in a way that creates a productive conversation? Shouldn't we be able to collaborate? I say my part, you say your part, I say my part, you say your part, and then we create a conversation. If so, if that's what we're supposed to be doing, then we still got a lot to go. So that's why we decided that we wanted to try to create a solution. We created Convos. And our goal is to connect the world through collaborative video conversations. Now let me explain. Convos is the best place to have face-to-face -face collaborative conversations about current events. I'm talking about curated engagement. Curated, because that's very important. Personal communication. I need to see your face, buddy, right? Asynchronous videos so I can have a convenience when I'm communicating with people. Reduce the power of trolling because that's super important. Trolls don't need to be incentivized to do what they do. We need to 
decent advice them. And know your audience. I need to know. So the way this works is most people look at video content and they look at it, they laugh, they smile, they go on about their lives. In our world, you look at this video content and you send a message to the responder on the other side. And that person receives all of these messages in an inbox, which is curated. We want the people that matter the most to you to come to the top. We want you to give the, have the opportunity to be able to create the conversation that you want. And a combo is an asynchronous video. Most of y'all look at it as a story, a story uh, that has, includes people. Every time you add someone to the story, this person is now a part of the conversation and everyone's seeing them. We're giving the creator of the combo the ability to control the conversation. And the inbox itself, I want to dive deep into this, it allows you to curate the people that you're responding to. Everybody does not have a voice. If someone sends you a message and they're a troll, you swipe them out of there, you delete them. They're a tree that fell in the woods that, no, that didn't exist. Here's an example of some of the content. What's up, Convos? It's your boy Shadow. I just got activated for uh, state active duty for the hurricane mission recovery. I hope I don't have to see anything crazy, and I'm going to do what I got to do, man. situation but I'm sure they're really glad to have people like you around so keep up the great work yeah man it's really bad out here um, water still rising and stuff like that so we know what we can seven feet deep water I know you're doing what you have to do but you didn't have to join the service and you didn't have to dedicate your life to all of us so thank you and be safe and be careful Yo, I really do appreciate the kind words. Kind words like that help people get through the day. Kind words like that help people get through the day. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create a place where we can have productive conversations with people across the world and connect them in a way that you weren't able to connect with these people before. Face to face, right? I mean, we're seeing everything from people talking about racial injustice. We're seeing people talking about Colin Kaepernick's kneel. We're seeing people talk about, you know, President Trump. And we think that you should have the ability to be able to do this. But there's also a lot of people that want to communicate with celebrities because these people are very, uh, we look up to them. You know, we want to be like them. And, and when I ask people, where do you go to speak to the person you look up to the most? Most people say Twitter. And it's like, okay, well, who do you look up to? Who do you like? I like The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Okay, have you spoken to Dwayne Johnson? Um, he retweeted my friend one time, and it's like, have you ever had a conversation with him? What up, dog? Live and direct on Convos right now. Big Snoop Dogg, hit me up if you want to chop up some real game. What up, Snoop? Yo, we here working, you know what I'm saying? Inventory evening. My girl TV, you already know. Hey, Snoop, what it do, baby? <laughs> That's why I need y'all to give me some uh, Xboxes, some video games, some drawers, and some utensils. Yo, what up, Snoop? It's your boy Jay, already famous, man. You know, I'm just showing love. Hope everything going well with you. Stay in touch. Hashtag already famous. What up, dog? Already famous is big Snoop, dog. Good looking out. Appreciate that. I'm in here. Oh, uh, one thing I want to tell you when you hit me on this thing right here, put a motherfucking shirt on. <laughs> Jay is at home in his boxers having a conversation with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg lives in L.A., and the funny part about that is none of y'all will ever get that close to Snoop Dogg. No matter what device you have on your phone, 
you won't get that close. But that's not it. We've got a lot of influencers, right? Shaq, Trey Songs, Kelly Rowland, E-40, Big Boy, Maya. We've done convos with a lot of them, and our goal is to go after all of them. The difference is we have direct access. We don't talk to your manager, publicist. We get directly to the influencer. And the reason why we're starting there is because our community cares about these people. That's where we're starting. But remember, our goal is to connect the world through collaborative conversations. But this is where we're starting. These people are very important to your kids. They, they bring in uh, kids. And now we're hoping that these people come in because they have a common interest in this individual. And then they grow on to have conversations with each other. And we got the team to do it. My co-founder was you know, EIR at Upfront Ventures with me. Um, he's also an advisor and a tech investor for plenty of musicians and celebrities. Uh, my head of engineering, who's sitting right there, is, uh, was previously CTO at Hangwith and has, was 14 years at CIE Studios and has a lot of experience in backends, scaling backends. We got a lot of great investors up front. Precursor, Greg Croft, 500 Startups, Okapi Ventures, XG Ventures, uh, the CTO of Test Flight, uh, the founder of Bursley, um, the founder and CTO of Twitch, and the founder of Clout. And most of the people you see up there are investors also. Audience of over 100 million, and we're going after a whole lot more. So I want to play something for y'all real quick so y'all will understand the power of influencers. As the company was growing, maybe even before you sold it to Facebook, who were the craziest celebrities who joined Instagram? You're like, oh my God, that person is using yeah. the thing we dreamed up. The you first one was Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg, yeah. Snoop was the first? Snoop was a, he really uh, like joined early and just, you know, I think early adopter. And I think explored a lot of social media and uh, it was great. Got in touch and, and, and got started. And that was, been, that was great. And that stuff matters, right? Like Snoop makes it cool. He gives his stamp of approval and people flow in by it. Snoop gives his stamp of approval and people flow in. The truth is, a lot of y'all, most of y'all, will never, ever get close to Snoop Dogg. Yeah. What a pleasant surprise. Yes, sir. How y'all doing? Make some noise for Snoop Dogg! Now, That's Snoop, okay. you are what we consider an early adopter. You use a lot of products. You use all kind of social media apps. You have uh, a finger on the pulse of the millennial generation. Why are you so active on these social media apps? Well, um, the era that I come from, we were like up close and personal. So we would do like, you know, radio stations and we would do mom and pop stores, meaning that we would show up to the community and do autographs, pictures and shake hands with the people. So when social media was brought to my attention, one of the members on my team was like, uh, I think Twitter was the first thing he brought to me, and he was like, you should get people to follow you. And I'm like, I don't want nobody following me, cuz. <laughs> and he was like, he was trying to explain to me that it was just a form of what I had been doing, but just with bigger masses. So once I understood what he was saying, and then I started to figure out social media, I went from t Twitter, then I went into Instagram, and I started having fun with it because I'm the type of person that's up close and personal. I don't really have a closet. Everything that I do is out in the open. So I felt like this was the perfect platform for me to create a, a source of business and communicating with the people who love me for what I do and how I do. And they get a chance to roll with me all day, every day. That's awesome, man. You are a different breed because you are 
what most people considered at one point a musician. And now you've become a full, well-rounded businessman. You are doing all kinds of things. Sometimes I ask myself, how do you have so much time? But you also have dived into the tech space. Yes, sir. You're in the venture capital world. You're in the investing world. You're in the advising world. What is the significance of you being in the tech space? Why did you feel the need to dive into the tech space? Well, I feel a lot of times that people like myself, we get taken advantage of as far as put a post up or marketing and promote for the small reasons as, as opposed for the bigger picture. We are a bigger marketing promotional tool than any company that you could hire because we reach the masses and the people do what we say, they follow our lead. So by me getting into the tech industry was just saying that I want to diversify my portfolio and learn how to be a better businessman and not just be stuck into the rap world, but get into the tech world because that's where the world is moving in general. And I've always been ahead of the game, you know what I'm saying? It's like you got to understand that the business that we in only show us so much. It hmm. teaches us to a level of, okay, you got it, that's it. So we, we expand to want to know more. So why not come to the tech field, which is in the Bay Area, which is only about an hour flight from L.A., and now they got the tech game popping down here in Venice Beach. So it's like, you know what I'm saying, I'm from California, so I'm from the ping pong up to the Bay, back to L.A., and just do what I does because I understand the business, and I'm a great marketing tool. It's proven. It ain't just me just talking. It's proven. What we say go because we understand the, the, the people that we targeting. We understand the market. We understand the promotions and we understand the business. You understand me? More Fortune 500 companies were built in the hip hop industry than anything. We just don't get credit for having the mind of going there to people like yourself, people like me, people like Will I Am, people like Hammer, people that come from that world that get into this tech game and start to explore and see that, you know what? I can master this the same way I mastered rap, but I can master this with a bigger exit plan. Because I like y'all exit plan better than the rap <laughs> exit plan. Make some noise for that. Make some noise for that. So basically, to sum it up, there are a lot of people just like him. There are a lot of people that have influence and power, and there are a lot of them are coming to this industry. Just be ready. And I want to do something very special right now. I want to film a convo right now from my phone. I need everybody to stand up. Stand up. Everybody's going to look right here at my phone. <laughs> Y'all ready? Up front LA. What's happening? It's me, Shaquille O'Neal. Wish I could be there, but you know, Superman, I'm out saving children. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop, what's up, baby? Comedian, what's up, baby? Sorry I couldn't be there. I want everybody to get pumped up for this next presentation. On the count of three. One, two, three, can you dig it? All right. One, two, three. Can, can you dig it? it? All right. I'm everywhere. All right, so now, everybody, throw your hands up in the air. Everybody wave them side to side. Let me make sure I get everybody in it. Make sure I get everybody in it. Are y'all ready? On the count of three, I want everybody to say, can you dig it? One, two, three. Can you dig it? That's what's up. Make some noise. Make some noise. All right, make sure I send that. Hey, thank you for your time. And always remember, we still got a lot more to go. Thanks.